welcome to the Patrick Timpone Show on News Radio 590 KLBJ. Call Patrick now to talk about your health and receive some common sense solutions that will work at 836-0590. Found 590 for your wireless and toll free at 1-877-590-KLBJ. Now, here's Patrick Timpone. Well, good evening to you. It is the 13th, the 13th of September 2008. Here's a phone number. 590-KLBJ is where you're listening, and it is 836-590-877-590-5525. If you're calling anywhere in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, six minutes after seven central daylight time. It's a pleasure to be here. We're here every Saturday, six to eight o'clock. The gang from People's Pharmacy next week. After that, Andrew Goss and the real world of money. We do it on the last Saturday of the month. Our guest this evening is a kind of a special broadcast on KLBJ on this 13th of September because we don't do a lot of geopolitics uh, except for when we dabble in it with Mr. Goss and the money thing. Is Alan Watt. He has a fascinating website called CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. He is from Scotland, Scotland, excuse me, lives in Canada, and has uh, been researching these kinds of things. He said from early childhood about who really runs the world, what's going on. He said he found out early on in the libraries that what they were teaching in school in history in Europe was nothing like the real history. There's an old politician that said that the only thing really new in this world is the history that we've uh, yet to uncover. I think that was uh, the great Governor Huey Long of Louisiana. And Alan Watt is with us. Mr. Watt, it's a pleasure to have you here. Uh, I want to play a, a piece that we played earlier, but this was on National Public Radio Friday morning. And it, uh, well, it concerns the oil and Ike. And listen to this that I clipped from National Public Radio. Tom Closa of the Oil Price Information Service says that's because Hurricane Ike is bearing down on the Texas refineries, where nearly one out of every four gallons of U.S. gasoline is produced. If you were an evil warlord and you decided to create weather and send a hurricane to the place where it would be most devastating to the U.S. petroleum economy, you would be hard-pressed to come up with a route that varies much from where some of the models suggest that Ike is going to come ashore. And, uh, Ellen, when I asked you that an hour ago, if you were surprised at that, you said no, because you write about HARP, H-A-A-R-P. People can Google it and learn more about it. What does that uh, acronym stand for? It's the High High Altitude Aurora Research Program. And they actually can beam things to, to the ionosphere and direct weather patterns and create hurricanes, you say? That's right. If you use it in conjunction with spraying the skies with metallic particles, aluminum oxide, barium, and so on. That's called chemtrails. That's right. Then they can then uh, basically create a better circuit in the atmosphere itself for, for these particular types of um, harp technologies to, to travel along. Uh, they've done a lot of um, research on this. Uh, there's a lot of publications, out scientific publications on this topic, in fact, and it is being used. But that's not just the scariest part of it. Um, they admit in their own writings, uh, the declassified writings from the U.S. government and Canadian governments, 
they can affect the moods and alter they can alter the mood patterns of whole populations of people because of the aluminum oxide or just because of the harp technology the harp technology can wow. actually beam across the uh, frequent different frequencies but it's so close to the brain wave patterns they can cause, the easiest thing they can do is to cause confusion lethargy anger aggression or or the other way by another frequency that can cause passivity well that would uh, probably describe most uh, cultures today that it, it does yeah oh, really? boy that's really scary and you can pick up the harp frequency if you have a shortwave radio can you really yes you can uh, for the since two the year 2000 uh, they've been beaming it out 24 hours per day seven days a week and wow and is this the same part of what we've heard about the whales in the undersea and damaging their eardrums and all of that? It's the same type of technology. I used to laugh back in the 70s because uh, when you already saw the stranded dolphins or whales, mm-hmm. and they kept blaming, again, they always blame man. Oh, it could be a virus or something that's mutated because of man's pollution, and it's got into the guidance systems. No, it was not. Uh, they were using ELF frequencies to guide the submarines uh, around the U.S. coast, and that's why they were getting beached. Uh, it was putting them off their track. Yeah. So, so, so you're suggesting just in this one arena, which is the harp, which is spooky enough, that's enough to make you just want to move to another planet, is uh, that these organizations posing as governments, mm-hmm. right, because there's no real governments anymore, posing as governments, they're just doing this back and forth to each other with hurricanes and, and earthquakes and such? I think they're working in collusion. A collusion? Uh, I think the reason being, they're not attacking each other at all, hmm. but they're using it to alter the cultures of the world. Uh, as, as I said at the Club of Rome, they had to convince the population of the entire planet that they were responsible for altering weather patterns, and uh, so that's what they're doing. The United States, and I've said this for years, as it finishes off its job of standardizing the world in the Middle East right now, They'll be pulling the rug from under their feet back home because the U.S. is to merge into the very system that has helped to fund this global system, and the standard of living is to, to literally plummet. So is that what this whole immigration thing about North America, uh, freeway between Costa Rica and Canada, is that what that's all about? That's part of it. However, if you look into the Summit of the Americas, this other big organization that we've never had any input into, as people and populations, and the, the free trade negotiations to, to merge the Americas as they've merged Europe. Um, they talk about the free flow of goods. Now, they mean authorized corporations only, the big boys, mm-hmm. but they also have added in it, and this is from the United Nations too, they have and the free flow of labor. And the world they're bringing into existence is where if the corporations need you, your speciality or whatever, you will be authorized to travel. The world they're bringing in under terrorism is a system where you will not travel outside of your own county or state. Uh, state initially, then your county will be like the Soviet Union. So you will not be able to, to travel freely at all. You need special permits. But if you want to get out the country, you'll have to have a special um, requisition from a corporation that needs you as an employee. Alan, what I have to tell you that Probably there's thousands of people driving up and down Highway 35 in Austin, Texas right now hearing this on their way to dinner 
that will uh, want to just turn this off and just go to dinner and say, well, that guy's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you respond to them if you were sitting across the dinner table with them? You have to understand again what they mean, they mean by the third way or wave. It's the term used by the Council on Foreign Relations. Uh, what they mean by that is that the Soviet system, and this was found out by uh, the Congressional, um, actually it was a senatorial inquiry in the Rees Commission uh, to do with the big foundations as to why they seemed to be funding what they thought were communist systems within the United States. And Senator Dodd was sent out, and he said, and it's on YouTube, by the way, the whole interview that was given by Senator Dobb, he said, Dodd, he said, I was amazed when the man in charge of the Ford Foundation said that they were funding these organizations because eventually they'd, they'd blend the Sovietized system seamlessly with that of the West. That was their job. Well, if you look at uh, what's happened in the West since we thought the, we, communism failed or, or, or just packed it in, uh, we have become more so, uh, socialized, mm-hmm. a socialized system uh, that's mandating and dictating to us, just as it did in Britain for many, many years. And the health services, all the different services that you thought were their children's aid and so on, have become authorities. You're now living in, in a, a blossoming Sovietized system. Once again, the Club of Rome, working on behalf of the CFR and Royal Institute for International Affairs, said uh, that they'd looked at all the systems in the world to, that helped to manage or control people, and what they favored most was the collectivist system. Uh, that is collectivist, and that means that's communism. Communism to run the public, yeah. Uh, and so that's what this uh, oh, uh, what twenty-five, thirty, or it's up to about fifty percent of all commerce really is kind of involved with the United States, or the, the thing they call the government. Huh? That's correct. Yeah. All right, Alan Watt, uh, cutting through the matrix dot com, and we're going to start start taking some calls. If you have an opinion, saying what is this guy saying? Eight three six zero five ninety in the greater central Texas area are toll free any from anywhere around the world. Eight seven seven five nine zero five five two five. My name is Patrick Tim Pony. Alan Watt cutting through the matrix between now and Kenny Romar time at eight o'clock. Pretty wild stuff, eh? I tell you why not. You're listening to the Patrick Tempone Show. Call with a question about your health at 836-0590. Found 590 for your wireless. Once again, here's Patrick. Cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Cutting through the matrix. Cut right through the old matrix. The Coen Brothers, great movie. If you've not seen that, check it out. Alan Watt, he's in Canada. Cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Mr. Watt, a little plug now. I saw that you have like a 12-hour set. Of uh, of uh, CDs or what is that about? Uh, give yourself a plug. I've got uh, sets of CDs, MP3s. Uh-huh. Uh, some of them have twelve hours of shows. I've even got some out now that have uh, forty hours of shows. Wow! And um, I go through the histories of these uh, interlocking societies, this umbrella that uh, of wealth, really, and very old families that that control and guide our destiny basically oh that's great and people can go and that's how you support yourself yes okay so it's cutting through the matrix.com don't forget folks we live in a plutocracy so you can vote that's voting with your money that's the real vote spend your money to support people organizations companies that you like 
that you think are doing things that this country and your neighbors and what you want. That's the best way to vote. There's an old saying that if, if the right, you know, the voting we talk about, like coming up in November, if it really meant anything, they would make it illegal. 23 minutes after 7 o'clock, we got lots of calls coming in. Let's go ahead and burn through some. To Temple, Texas, and Kevin, you're next. Hi, welcome to KLBJ. Thank you. I've got uh, two questions. Um, there's a push currently by, um, I guess, the government, it seems like it's by the government, to get people to stop drinking bottled water and to drink tap water, even though we've been... Uh, we've read stories about how Prozac and everything else is in the, in the, is in the tap water. I'm wondering if, if their, their efforts to get us to drink the tap water has anything to do with, uh, with all of this. That's the first thing. The second thing is these um, diseases that keep popping up like Ebola and um, I would include AIDS and uh, things like that in this, are they really... Are they really spontaneous? Did they just come from somewhere naturally and just migrated and, and just took, uh, you know, uh, got out of control? Or, or did they come from some laboratory somewhere? Uh, All right, good questions, Kevin. Alan, what? Well, I think uh, if you drink the tap water, most, uh, most places I know are on uh, fluoride in their water. And we do know that fluoride was used by Hitler and the Soviet system and many other countries because it does make people more placid and easily managed to found that out at the top. Um, Is it true that uh, Hitler used fluoride? Yes, he did when he went to other countries. He would hmm. have the fluoride put into their water. Yeah. Wow. And the Ebola and all of that? The Ebola is interesting because it's well known, in, in Britain at least, that the U.S. and Britain have various laboratories uh, in parts of Africa. And it's so interesting to see that these are all these emerging diseases, as I like to call them, um, are always seem to be tested out in, in Africa first. Uh, we know that AIDS, for instance, came out after money was requisitioned from the U.S. government, uh, basically because Kissinger had said that the most dangerous uh, threat to the state was overpopulation. He signed a document and stated that. Yes, and we the had money that. was allocated. It went, it went to create a disease wow. uh, or, or something which would totally destroy the immune system, and voila, out comes this AIDS. You know. Yes, Leonard Horowitz, who I'm sure you know, was on the show Oh, some long time, several months ago, and, and really went into that. It's it's pretty yeah. spooky, uh, Mr. Watt, that something like that could go on. But there's documents to prove it. And let's go to North Austin, and let's say hi to Jim. Jim, you're on KLBJ. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Speak right up, Jim. Yeah, I had a question for Alan about uh, Hitler. In uh, reading the book uh, Mein Kampf, it seems that you can tell that Hitler, uh, he had a you know great understanding of how the world really worked, and he was a master of propaganda, but of course he blamed everything on, uh, you know, the international Jewry or whatever he called it. I was wondering if Alan thought if there was any time that Hitler was let in on, you know, how the game was really played, or if they just used used him as uh, kind of like, you know, a pawn for the game. Yes. Well, what we, what we do know is that his right-hand man uh, was, was, was Hess, and Hess uh, took a, a, a Messerschmitt and flew over to Britain uh, during the war with a briefcase and uh, landed on the estate of the head uh, of the Royal Institute for International Affairs. Uh, he wanted to see Lord Lothian, who was the boss at that time. Uh, he, he knew where he, where he was going. He didn't crash his plane by accident. He landed on that estate 
uh, he wanted to see this man because he was in charge of something. And I personally do think uh, that Hitler, who did write about this, um, that he thought that Britain would join him in this war eventually. He did not want to attack Britain. And when Britain attacked them, I think uh, they realized they'd been, they'd been set up. And why did the United States get in there? Because I've read that when the United States got in, that Hitler was virtually beat, that he was bogged down in Russia with no oil, and that the game was over by the time uh, the United States got there. If you look into uh, the book put out by the Royal Institute for International Affairs in 1937 or 1938, hmm. where they had their international meeting in Melbourne, Australia, and you'll find all your top politicians attended it, by the way, because they're all members of the Council of Foreign Relations. Uh, it has all the, the speeches given by different members, and in there, uh, the members for the U.S. said, how can we get into this coming war? Coming war hadn't started, remember, with Germany, and they said it would be very uh, fortuitous if Japan were to attack the United States. That's in their own manual, their own book. I have it here. And there, the, the, the book, The Day of Infamy, there's, there's been over 25 books written about the whole Pearl Harbor thing, and, and the people involved said that that thing was a put-up job, right? Yes, but I have the original books written in 1938 by, really? by the Council of Foreign Relations, and that's in that book right there. Th that's in the book? Yeah. Wow. All right. Henry, Henry, you're on KLBJ. Welcome to the show. Uh, how you doing, Patrick? Good, sir. Good. Yeah, I got a question for Mr. Watcher. Yes, that see what his take is on this. Uh, All right. I've read and heard uh, from articles I've read in the past. Uh, pretty much, our government's being run or operated now by large corporations, global corporations, especially. Uh, you know, you got IBM, Citicorp, and all of those. ADM. Uh, what does he know about that particular run? Well, if you read the books by Professor Carol Quigley. Mm -hmm. He's the man who used to pick uh, students for Rhodes Scholarships. That's for world government, like Bill Clinton. Mm -hmm. He put him forward as a candidate. Uh, he also was a, was a tutor to the State Department. He taught diplomats in different countries. Well, he quickly said, and now he was a historian for the Council on Foreign Relations, he said this new system will be a form of feudalism where the CEOs of international corporations are the new feudal overlords. Right. And that... And they're probably the same ones pushing your uh, your three big uh, uh, in, in, uh, what is that economic uh, uh, tri trilateral commissions. Then yes. you got your European, and then you got your Asian, and then your Central and North American. Absolutely, um, Britain just disclosed or declassified uh, the setting up of of the, the organization for the integration of Europe. They began it in 1948. And it said this must not be uh, allowed to be known by the public that we're integrating Europe and taking Britain into Europe uh, and losing sovereignty uh, until it's completely finished. And so they lied right to the bitter end that they were amalgamating with Europe. All right, Henry, thanks for the call. We have time for your call. What do you think? Wow. 836-0590. Toll free, 877-590-5525. It's the 13th of September. My name is Patrick Timpone, and this is KLBJ Radio. News Radio 590, KLBJ. The recommendations and ideas given by Patrick and his guests are for educational purposes only. Their opinions are not given as medical advice and not intended to replace or conflict with your physician or health care provider's advice. Well, I don't think your doctor talks about these kinds of things. <laughs> 
if he does, I think you better get yourself another doctor, whether or Alan Watt. Fascinating conversation. Mr. Watt, thanks so much for joining us tonight. It's been been great. You're in Canada, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. If you're just tuning in, he's a very long-time researcher. He likes to dig into the causes behind major changes in historical development. Check out his site, CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. We have lots of time, so if you'd like to join us, we have some phone lines available. 836-0590, toll-free, 877-590-5525. Patrick Timpone, 13th of September. All the best to all of you and uh, your uh, loved ones if they're down in the Gulf Coast and Galveston and the Houston area. And I hope everyone's going to be well. I know a lot of people are without electricity, so we send our our best to you. Mr. Watt, in this last segment, let's kick around some real fun stuff. You know what they say, never discuss politics or religion. I want to do both. First off, what do you think this whole Russian thing with the Georgia is about? Well, we do know that, uh, and it's, uh, it's been in the Israeli press and other presses, that Israel had been training uh, the Georgian troops for quite some time and arming them. Uh, we know there's pipelines going through there uh, uh, now, and a whole bunch is scheduled to go through there shortly. Oil pipeline through Georgia? Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, so I, I, it's a geopolitical strategy again, uh, where the big boys have, have decided already in advance who's to be the winner, I'm sure of it. So so, so what you're suggesting is that Mr. Putin and Mr. Bush and, and all these people, they're really, you're suggesting they're in it together, mm-hmm. and all of this boogeyman stuff is just, just to keep the, you know, the peasants busy? That's part of it for sure. Uh, they're allowed certain competition amongst themselves, even at the top, within their own guidelines. But uh, I'm sure they've already prearranged who is to have ownership of all these different oil lines going through there. And um, there's no secret that uh, the New American Century Club, for instance, that Mr. Bush and Cheney and uh, Rumsfeld and uh, Wolfowitz belong to, published their documentation it's up on their own site. Uh, and they published it in the 90s and 92 then republished it updated 98 where they said they'd have to go into Afghanistan first then Iraq then then Iran then Syria uh, for oil and various other resources that's uh, the new american century and they actually did, printed this in 1990 in the 90s yeah mm-hmm. do you i mean the common wisdom that somebody will be invading iran uh, soon do you agree uh, there's no doubt about it. They're already, according to some of the top uh, generals in the U.S., uh, they're already they already have their special forces in. Hmm. It's been in the, the newspapers here in Canada that Mr. Bush uh, signed a document allowing covert actions within uh, uh, Iran to 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 already commence. So they're they're stirring things up. They're trying to foment revolution within the country. And what's the motive behind uh, an invasion into Iran? Well, part of it is, is more than just the oil and all the rest of it. This elite club that, that decided to run the world with as many think tanks who were specialized in their own areas uh, decided long ago that the world system they were bringing in would have to have one type of system. They could not have competing systems. And in the Middle East, you still have uh, a form of theocracies uh, running the show. So they, they wanted to bring in the Western, what they called this, this con game called democracy uh, across the whole planet. And they also said that religion, as a, that the standard religions would have to be abolished. They were simply untidy. They were in the way. 
um, people would stand up against tyranny because of their religions, and they want to bring a new religion in, and it's what's basically called the New Age. So, so uh, the possibility of an all-out, some kind of nuclear exchange between India and Pakistan, or Israel and somebody, uh, or the price of oil, it's like just all part of the, of the game? It's part of a game, there's no doubt about it. In a post-industrial society, um, and really post-technological society as far as the West is concerned, because China has taken over from Japan, they're doing all the electronic stuff and the computer stuff, uh, they, they don't want the public traveling. In any kind of tyranny, tyrannical system or state, you must restrict travel. And they decided we do not, do not have to travel much longer uh, we don't. We can all be in compact cities, as they say, habitat areas, and we'll have work within those particular areas. That's the kind of world they plan to bring into existence in this century. It's very interesting that the whole airline paradigm hardly doesn't even work at a hundred hundred dollar oil, much yes. less one fifty. Yes, I. So I, if it goes to two hundred, it's like, I mean, who could afford an airline pl- ticket? Well, then again, there'll be no travel for, for fun or entertainment or holidays. Mm-hmm. It'll simply be for essential bureaucrats and so on only. And uh, this was written about in a book by a man at the United Nations. At the time he wrote it, he was the, the, one of the heads, the, the spear um, men for the European Union, and that was Jacques Attali. He wrote a book called the um, Millennium in 1991, I think it was. He said... Uh, that the United States will have its economy taken down gradually and that the plan was eventually that they'd been invaded, they will be invaded by hordes of the poor coming up from Latin America. He likened it to the invasions of the, the Goths and Visigoths attacking Rome and he said eventually it will take time, there will be upheaval, but it will settle down to a Spanish-speaking country and the next boat people in the world will be U.S. citizens going abroad looking for work. But he also said that those who flew across the sky in, in this coming world order would be those who worked for the world government. They'll be high bureaucrats. That, they, they will be the only travelers by air eventually. And this was in 1990. We're going to go to San Marcos, Texas. Pony, you're on 590. KLBJ, welcome, sir. Patrick, thank you for taking my call, and thank you very much for having Alan Watt on. Uh, my question is... Uh, the Georgia Guidestones, uh, is it a coincidence that uh, the, uh, uh, they were uh, erected on uh, March 22nd, I believe of 2005, that's a 322, and how that might correlate with this uh, skull and bones, um, the 322 yeah. that uh, relates to that? Uh, and also, is, is that the, the New World Order's kind of commandments in stone? Um, I'll take my answer uh, off the air. Thanks for the call, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no doubt on, on that part of it. Uh, it was a Masonic structure, Freemasonic, Rosicrucian. Actually, they gave it a fake name built by a Christian Rosencruz, Christian Rosencross. And they do have in different languages the fact that they were bringing the world into a manageable system and they would reduce, vastly reduce the population down to maybe one less than one-third of what it is today. Uh, and you think that's the plan? There's no doubt on that. Uh, and how is that going to happen? It's all, well, it's very simple. Uh, if you look at the United Nations statistics that they give out every year on various things, uh, the last one I heard, 
that he proudly announced was that the sperm count in the Western male was down by 75% of that which it was back in 1950. I know that's a, say that again because we've talked about it on my show on one radio network because it's a health kind of matter. 75% de- decrease in the sperm count in, is that worldwide or in the United States? It's the Western male. That's from Europe to the Americas. Negative 75% since 1950. That is startling. And when you go into the books of Charles Galton Darwin, the grandson of Charles Darwin, who was a physicist, he was a physicist, this man, and he wrote a book called The Next Million Years. The whole agenda is in the book. But he said we'll have to get rid of all the common people by various means. We can't, if we can't do by forced sterilization, we'll have to find other means to biochemically invade their bodies mm. and reduce their sperm count, etc. Well, they're doing that, Mr. Watt, because, and we're going to do a show soon, it's really one of the keys is the xenoestrogens. Yes, the bisphenol. Yeah, yeah which, which is plastics mm-hmm. and uh, the, the pollution and the uh, phytoestrogens and some of the funny foods and the, uh, the chemicals. Mm-hmm. Any chemical forms xenoestrogen and it drops the, the uh, uh, testosterone and it, it turns to a more female, passive, less sperm count, yeah. less male virility. That's exactly what Charles Galton uh, Darwin advocated in that book. And uh, what year was that? 1956, the next million years. He also talked about the necessity of using... Um, even inoculations that would target uh, the genetic structure of male and female and alter the hormonal levels. My goodness. How many books do you read a month? I grew up reading these books. I spent my, my life in libraries, uh, and, and just as well I did, because a lot of those books end up going missing eventually, or they become get thrown out. And You've got to have the data and the facts to understand what's really going on. And so you read a lot. You, you must do. If you want to know what's happening, you've got to read. Yeah. All right, sir. We have one more segment to go, and we have time for more calls. What do you think about this? If you just tuned in, wow, you'll hear the entire show on One Radio Network. It'll be up tomorrow, Sunday, OneRadioNetwork.com. So if you just tuned in and say, oh, I missed two hours, well, no, you didn't. That's why we do this. Our thanks to 590 KLBJ and their great staff and management that put up with me since 1983. And God love them for having an open mind. And it's just amazing to me. And, and uh, I'm gonna, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use this hour, which was uh, this, this commercial, which was one radio network's commercial, to just give a little plug for this radio station because I was thinking about it walking around this morning. So this is donated by my company. Is that I started in this radio station in 1983, where it was uh, then owned and for a very long time by Lady Bird Johnson. And you'd be hard-pressed to ever get Miss Johnson behind a microphone. I mean, here she is, a liberal Democrat, right? And you say, wow, she's going to use the media to her advantage. And God love her. She, you know, she never did that. Uh, I don't recall, I don't think they ever, ever, uh, the Johnson family imposed their political views. And they had the biggest radio station in Central Texas for a long time. They also owned uh, what is now, the, well, the CBS uh, station. And then throughout the years, uh, uh, the people that have run this organization, and many people have called, oh, they're so conservative, and, and they have rush. And, and, and I think there's more balance on this radio station than practically anyone in the country. And I'm not saying this just because, 
you know, want to make management feel good. But you listen to the people and, and the kind of independent voices and, and Jeff Ward, and he's nobody's baby. And Kenny Romar, I've heard him take on, you know, even though he leans conservative, I've heard him take on, uh, uh, you know, the guys in the conservative field when he doesn't like them. And certainly Alex Jones now on Sunday afternoon, and they put up with me, and I've been fairly radical my whole lifetime here. So I just want to appreciate the openness and the, the, the dignity that this uh, radio station has done since uh, I've been involved with them on 590 KLBJ. Welcome back to the Patrick Tempone Show. Now supporting you to take responsibility for your health. Here's Patrick Tempone. Yeah, all right. It is eight minutes before 8 o'clock. We can probably get a quick call in here if you like, 836-0590 with Alan Watt. Fascinating time, Mr. Watt. Thank you. Cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Well, how does religion, and I know you've written books on it, and it's not a real fair subject with eight minutes to go, but what the hell. You know, how we've heard so much over the years about the power, like the Catholic Church is right in the middle of this whole uh, Rothschild and Bilderberg New World Order. Talk a little bit about that. Well, you'll find again, if you go into history, when the, the Rosicrucian Society came out openly in the 1500s in Europe and in the court of England, the, they talked about this coming system of free trade, by the way, 1500s. 1500s. And they wanted a British empire, they called it. Hmm. It did not have to be based in Britain. And uh, in other words, they could pass the torch on eventually to some other nation to take over. But they talked about... Um, uh, how they bring in a, a standardized world system based on that of London, uh, this, this strange democracy that really was a form of monarchy at the top uh, that would pass all laws, or at least okay all laws. No law in Britain can be passed without the Queen's signature. Mm-hmm. And they still call it a democracy. Well, that's what they want to bring across the world. And the one thing that was in their way was religion. Religion was a very handy tool to control millions or billions of people if need be, but it could also uh, be a problem because people would decide sometimes their government was getting too tyrannical and who should they obey, their God or their government. So uh, they decided in the 1800s to start to really attack religion and not only attack it, but bring in a new religion to replace it. And H.G. Wells talked about this, uh, Madame Blavatsky was brought out with theosophy, mm-hmm. this blend of mysticism and Hinduism. And, of course, we saw that really take off in the 1960s with the Beatles going to India. And that was in, part of the intention was to destroy the existing religions, make a, give them a very exciting new religion for the young. And this new religion that's now called loosely the New Age movement would be a form of earth worship. Now, all religions have a priesthood, and over earth worship, we have the scientists and the, the, the ones looking after um, nature, as they call it. So we have a new priesthood already set up to take care of it and tell us how many of us there should be, uh, how we should behave and don't pollute the planet. Um, carbon carbon footprint and all carbon that. Carbon taxes. Mm-hmm. Carbon this, is, this is the new religion. Hmm. And it's, another, it's a beautiful con, a beautiful religion, because... Gorbachev talked about it. Now, he was the ex-president of the Soviet Union when it was the Soviet Union. He was the head of the KGB as well. He now has uh, an organization in the United States working towards this global structure. His flag, interestingly, is the Green Cross. 
And he said, we are now creating a new earth-based religion, and it must be formed on an earth worship of some form earth or other. Worship. Well, how does the Catholic, once again, how does the Catholic Church fit into the game? The Catholic Church is basically defunct as it was the Catholic the Catholic Church. It's still a very powerful organization. It will be used, and it's being used to control people through this globalized system. Mm-hmm. But Malachi Martin, who was, was a Jesuit, who was advisor to two popes, uh, wrote in his own books that the Vatican had been completely taken over uh, by high, um, he called them Freemasonic uh, societies, and uh, he, he said that it now was, was working for this global agenda. So uh, it's working for the global agenda, so the, the Pope uh, kind of works for the boys, so to speak? Yes, in fact, he's made a lot of comments about coming together in the peaceful world, a world system. He's made quite a few comments about that. So you could never just, just throw it away, wrap it up and throw it away. The Catholic Church will be used to the maximum to bring its followers into the New Age. Is there going to be a difference whether it is uh, Mr. McCain or Mr. Obama in the United States at all? No, because Professor Carl Quigley said that we have had a parallel government for 60 years. That was in the 1960s. He said, in his time of the Council on Foreign Relations, he says, we always put our own members in at the top of each party, along with their advisors. They also belong to the Council on Foreign Relations. Is uh, Zygmunt Brzezinski uh, part of the Obama campaign? Uh, I, I believe so. Is that troubling to you? N- not at all. It, it wouldn't matter to me if they put Mickey Mouse on. <laughs> uh, it, it would make no difference. Because the it really doesn't matter. Huh? Yeah, the gender rolls ahead regardless. Uh, yeah. What about, the, does anyone ever sneak in under the radar? Like, I mean, everybody's gaga over this Sarah Palin. I mean, is it possible that she snuck in and is going to save the world? No, no one would be allowed to come in uh, and uh, do their own thing or do the right thing or, or even uh, answer, be answerable to the people. That will not happen. It'd kill you first. Did, did Kennedy try to do the right thing? Kennedy certainly gave a tremendous speech to the, to the United Press Society uh, where he talked about the secret societies ruling America and he said this must stop uh, we can't have secrecy in the, in, in the Congress oh I remember that speech Yeah. and he was shot shortly afterwards yeah. Yeah. Mr. Rock can you hold on one second I want to speak with you thanks so yeah. much for your time it's really been a pleasure and the name of your website is sir cuttingthroughthematrix.com cuttingthroughthematrix.com Alan Watt it's a pleasure having you here so you can listen to this whole show on One Radio Network. Kenny Romeyer is next. I'm pretty sure I'll be kicking around some politics. And don't forget uh, Ed and Sam and Mark every morning, 5.30 to 10. We have a good lineup for you, Jeff Ward, in the afternoon. I will see you next week with the uh, People's Pharmacy Show. It's a pleasure to be here. My name is Patrick Timponi. Take care. <laughs>